so tired <laughs> hey it's Chris. <laughs> how's it going great do you know what i'm pretty sure everyone is probably exhausted because it's winter and it's crap and i've not this i don't think i've seen the sun in about two weeks yeah like yeah, yeah, happy winter that, we live in scotland where this time of year we never see the sun and we're all really really tired drink Oh god! I know. Everyone take your vitamin D. Like top up your vitamin yes. D. Help. I just ordered some off of yeah Yasmin's doctor's orders because <laughs> her brain's telling me to just crawl in a hole and die. So oh, god, I need something to pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I do. I think everyone just wants to live under their duvet right now and just not leave the house. Not doing it. I wonder if maybe the weird virus that I had was just like my body being like. Yeah, it's time to hibernate. I'm not going to pretend you have a virus that makes you want to sleep for 24 hours a day, but actually just sleep for a couple of weeks. Yeah, but, <laughs> how, yeah, but for you, you've got a, a responsibility. You've got a child to look after, so you can't just sleep all day. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Which makes me, me worry for you. Don't get that... me wrong, say it was a nightmare. Like, he was actually great. Like, he was so well behaved, but that's what I was saying to Yaz. Like, it was murder because I was, like, again, I had a weird virus that made me want to sleep for 24 hours a day, but I wasn't yeah. able to do that. Whereas I can. And, uh, <laughs> and that's the problem. I just sleep constantly, and then David will get home from work, and he'll be like, You got up now? And I'm like, No, I don't wake up. <laughs> <laughs> like, make me. <laughs> you can't make me. <laughs> So I get up and make them dinner and then want to go to sleep again. It's terrible. Mm. So we're this week we're fun, like talking about the weather. I feel like there's a never ending like just Scottish over us at this time of year. <laughs> I'm really jealous of people who live in like tropical countries, but then maybe they're just sick of it. Nah, they can't be no. sure. Yeah, I don't think people get sick of. I'm sure there's other things to get sick of, but I don't imagine anybody's like. I wish it would stop being nice and being the type of weather good. that fills me with energy. This is yeah. awful. I wish see I could where there's no fucking sunshine at all. See my cousins that live in Dubai. See when they come over here and it's raining, they're like, oh my God, this is so nice because it's like what? fresh and stuff. And I'm like, no. It's no. Because over there, it's so hot that they physically don't go outside. Like in summer, they just... Yeah. Boil. Yeah, because of that must oh, be yeah, shit yeah, as well. You want a nice in-between. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I don't think I could put up with the no. Egyptian weather that literally tried to kill me as well. Yeah, you want somewhere where like you can go outside, yeah. but you don't feel suicidal. <laughs> or have yeah. to wear a coat. That nice in between like, Mallorca, like the Canary Islands has a yeah a, a reasonable weather whereby it can rain, but it's not like fucking freezing chilly cold. Although weirdly enough, speaking of weird weather. I don't know if this is to do with global warming, if it's just a freak show. Athens got snowfall, like quite heavy snowfall recently. Hey. Athens. I mean, global warming is definitely fucking the planet. Even in a much lower key way, but I was saying that to one of the other mums uh, on the school run today, that I was like, there was just a weird heat spike last night, which is also why I'm really tired today, other than the cat being a wank. <laughs> Like, in the middle of the night, the temperature went up outside to nine degrees in the middle of the night. So yeah, I woke up and was like, I feel really, not that nine degrees is really warm, but obviously I had the heat on. I, I was like, because I was, like, 
hormonal or some shit. No, no, I actually did just spike for an hour. And I was like, I feel really, really warm. And I woke up and I was like, I feel too hot to sleep. This is weird. I need to get up and turn the heating down. And I was like, oh, God, am I getting ill again? And then I looked at the wee, like, thermometer thing and I was like, oh, no, wait, it's nearly 10 degrees outside. I wasn't seeing a In the middle of the night. Of an Arab guy in the desert. And he put his hands in what he thought was sand, but it was actually ice covered in the sand. And he poked his hand through the ice and then picked up a bit of ice and skimmed it across the icy desert. This is a dream, right? (laughs) It was so weird. Oh, my God. Do you realise we're now moaning that it's cold and now moaning that it's hot? Yeah, we're we're actually... We're on the side of the temperature being warm, just not if it's still on the planet. Like, if I don't have to put the heating on, that's cool. Also realise that people, like our listeners who aren't from Scotland, again, will be like, I don't understand why he's saying there's a temperature spike. It went up to nearly 10 degrees. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was zero a minute ago. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it this is one of these countries. rain yesterday as well, where it was, like, not yes. quite rain, but it was just, like, spray shit. Yeah. And it was, like, blowing everywhere. Yeah, I was out yesterday and I was just getting wet and I'm like, it's not even raining. Like, it's just, I'm getting wet. It's really horrible. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that yesterday. I don't mm. go out the house, so <laughs> I don't leave. I feel like I this is um, a very weird introduction to this yeah. episode. Yeah, we're sort of We hate our weather. Oh, God. Um, and yet when it's oh. sunny in the summertime, I'll oh, sit out. For like maybe five ten minutes and my fucking shins will be burnt to a crisp. I've still got tan lines from last year. Oh my god. Oh. Enemies. So who's kicking off the um, her weirdness? I will because mine is kinda Irishy Scottish actually. So um have you guys been to the Giant Causeway? No, no I've never been to Ireland at all, which is a damn shame because it's so Ooh, close. It's really why. nice. Like, to be fair, I've never been to Wales, which I feel a bit weird about, but, um, no, I, I mean, I live, like, been Wales, don't as go. you know, directly <laughs> across from the Giants Causeway, even though I live in Scotland, so I have been there. Oh, really? Well, so, I, I've been to the the Northern Ireland part, but I didn't realise there was a Scotland part as well. So I've, never, I've not been to the Scotland what? part, but I think it is actually near me, because I'm pretty sure that's why I live across oh. from the Giants Causeway. Well, I don't Lauren, know. you should go. Sorry? Larne is where the ferry goes to. Uh, no, it's like there's an island that's kind of just off the coast of Scotland um, oh. that it's called now um, but basically like so the legend behind it I think is so cool but for people who don't know like is it Giant's the Creek? Creek? No it's like no. No, that. that's a big current bun thing but it's not that no. Just because I can see it out the window so I was like is it maybe that? <laughs> that that's how I like to answer anyone's questions just to fix something just just window. Window. No, no. You can see it from your window Mark that's really yes. cool Oh God, so cool. Get a sea view. Yeah, it's lovely. But no, you should definitely go if you get the chance, like hop over to Ireland and go see it. It's like it's really, really cool. It's it looks it looks man-made. It's basically all these big, massive hexagonal. It reminds me like, of like Superman's Fortress of Solitude, only it's made out of rock. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really, really cool, and it generally looks absolutely bizarre. I remember the first time I went to see it, I was like, no, someone definitely made this. There's no way like this just happened. Truly, and they're like, what? It's just like this. Yeah. So I like, was um, convinced I was going to die on it because you know <laughs> when the tour guides take you down and they obviously warn you because of the type of rock it is that it's and because it's so near the sea that it's, it's really really, really slippy. So they're like you need to be really really careful, walk really really carefully. And obviously because as you both know I'm like clumsy as fuck. Like I was genuinely so paranoid walking around because I was like I mean I'm going to die. Like <laughs> if it's dangerous to walk on if you're clumsy, surely that means death for me. But I managed not to die, so, you know, that's all right. You've just put me off going. No, no, it's, it's not that. I flip like, them on decking outside when it's wet. Never mind. I mean, I'm you aware of how clumsy you are, and you're definitely not as clumsy as me. No, so. no. <laughs> I think you the tour guide was, like, blowing it out of proportion. Yeah, you'd have to stand in the wet ones either. Like, I went and it was fine. I was, like, sitting on them. Because th- there's, like, loads and loads, and only some are actually in the water. But, yeah, they look like big, massive hexagonal, like, columns. There's like, someone, like, carved them out and them all next to them. Pardon? Pencils? Yeah, actually, that's going to be a good way of describing them. But, yeah. like, they're so, like, perfect, like, kind of shapes that they just, they don't look natural in any way how, because they're so yeah, rigid. Yeah, so how big are they to sit on? Does your people uh, sit on them perfect or are they massive, like a big seat? They're not, do you know what? The one thing I was a bit disappointed is when you see photos of it, it looks insanely stunning. 
and when you get there, it's a bit like, oh, okay. I felt I mean, like as of Egypt. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, because um, the bit where all the photos are taken is like you have to kind of hike to it for a really yeah. long time and be like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Again, I remember them saying that like you have to be well one. We couldn't go because the tour we were on, they would have to wait so long for us to hike up and go back. And they were mm. like, also, if you come back to do it, you'd have to be in like peak physical condition. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. Also, <laughs> I mean, I'm never people, going to see that view. People that take pictures must come at a time when there's no tourists because I, I really struggled to get a picture that didn't have people in it because yeah. there were yeah. so many people there. Like, but yeah, I went to Rome and I went to see the Trevi Fountain and there was just a fucking wall of people surrounding it. And you're like, fucking mm. hell, am I supposed to get a picture of this? But no, I'd say every hex- hexagon, like, like I sat on it and your your bump kind of just it's the same size, really, as the oh. stone. So they're not massive, but the pictures make them look massive. But they're, yeah, they're big enough, so they're kind of like stepping stones almost. Have you got pictures you can send us? Like ones that I've taken myself? Yeah. And then I, I'll have to take them out, because last time I went was... thousand years summer. ago. No, no, I went last. Okay. <laughs> Summer, autumn, maybe September time. I went, went cause my sister lives in Ireland. So I've got a wee Irish, Northern Irish pal that lives nearby. I could mm-hmm. maybe ask her if I can mm-hmm. go in. Oh, you should. Honestly, it's really nice. It's also really close to where they filmed a lot of Game of Thrones. So you've got oh, like yeah. hedges and all that. It's really cool. Actually. Again, dark hedges are impossible to take a picture without there being people in it because literally people all rock up to take pictures because of Game of Thrones. So it is beautiful anyway, but it's just, there's people. <laughs> You're just going to get rid of the people. Yeah. What's the story behind so, the legend of the, the giant? behind it was, so this is back in the day when Ireland used to have giants and fairies and, and whatnot. So you had a giant called, he was called Finn McCool, um, and he's on the Irish site, Finn McCool. There's like, isn't there a pub and wagle called McCool's? Maybe. Uh, sure. He was on the high street, actually, I think. Yeah. I didn't realise that maybe it's named after that guy. Yeah. I always forget what his name is until somebody starts telling me bits of the story and it always entertains me just because it just sounds like he's some guy. Like, that's <laughs> not really a giant name, is it? <laughs> it's called Finn McCool. Um, so he was, so he's on the Irish side and he was challenged to a fight by the giant on the Scottish side, which was called Ben and Donner. And basically, like, Finn was being a bit of an ass. Like, he was being really annoying, and he kept throwing rocks into the into the sea in between. So, sorry, yeah, the Scottish side is where Fingal's cave is, and it's on the Isle of Staffa. So that's, I think that's quite further up north, Mark. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, it's more like Isle of Mull. Yeah. Yeah, it's near Mull. Um, so, yeah, basically, so... Our giant's over this side, um, and the Irish one, he's like chucking rocks at him. So he basically challenges him to a fight. So because he's chucking rocks, he's like, well, I need to get closer. So Finn McCool starts putting more and more rocks, keeps chucking more and more rocks along, like to fill the gap so we can get over to the Scottish side. But as the nearer he gets, he sees the Scottish giant and he's massive. So he gets really, really scared and he like runs back. And he runs back to his wife and says, like, oh, my God, the giant is humongous. I cannot possibly fight him. So she basically dresses up, dresses him up as a baby and like <laughs> dresses him up and puts him in a wee, like, buggy or a wee, like, cradle thing and, start, and goes out. So then the Scottish, the Scottish giant is basically ran over as well because he's like, God's sake. So he's come to fight him and he sees, like, the wife with the supposed baby. So obviously this baby is humongous as well. So he's a bit like, oh my God, if that's the size of the baby, how big is the actual dad? That's quite good. So he gets really, really scared and he runs back to Scotland. And on the way, he's like picking up like some of the rocks so that he breaks like the bridge or the like the kind of path, the stepping stones. So that's how they're not connected anymore. Um, But you can see the same rocks on the Irish side and on the Scottish side. And it's because of those giants and their little, their little feud. Um, like they're both shit scared of the Because <laughs> back then, like the bigger you are, the stronger you are. So if he's massive, he's never going to be able to fight him. Oh. Um, but I think that's such a cute story. <laughs> um, I do like but, that as an explanation yeah. of why things are like matchy matchy. Yeah, and why they look weird like that because the the giant like carves them out and put them there. But um, let's just get to the main point here that the Scottish giant was genuinely bigger than the Irish one. Of course. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> Scots are more superior all the time. Um, but yeah, how it was actually made was it's um, it was a volcano that erupted there, and when the kind of the lava or whatever cooled. You know how when you get like mud and then you get a really really hot day and it kind of dries up and it kind of like crackles. And it yeah. Goes. So it's almost a similar process where it's done that, and then I don't know what's happening to make it into columns, but that's what's given it the hexagonal kind of shapes. Is that um, a lava? Yeah, it's lava that's cooled down. And then over time, like, some of it erodes away and the sea's eroding it. So apparently none of them, there's no two identical rocks. Every single one of them is absolutely different. I'm just going to go as well. Are cool. they in any danger or are they quite <clears throat> well preserved? I mean, I mean, not really. They're not preserved very well. Unless you slept. Walking all over them. So they feel like, yeah, you find they've stopped maybe letting people sit on them. No, people are walking up and down them taking pictures. The sea's like that in the way as well. So yeah, even if they don't like people in the sea, it's still gonna get to them. Um, and I, I think people are usually in like the main wee bit when you get there. Um, whereas Mark says there's bits that are further away that they're probably more protected. But yeah, but it's it's quite cool. It's, it's worth a wee a wee visit to go see it. It's funny um, you should talk about Ireland because when I was looking at the Hall of Earth theory, a lot of um myths about it originate in Ireland like they're saying mm. that the Irish believed that there was an underground world where giants lived mm. and that's so, where all their fairies came from and all that they all just came up out of a cave <laughs> so maybe that's where Finn McCool went. So actually I was reading like linking with this as well that the legends they like because they believe in like fairies and giants so there's yeah. like, all the the pagan gods of Ireland because people stopped believing in them they got smaller and smaller and smaller so they became the fairies and the pagan heroes became bigger and bigger and bigger and they became the giants. And wow. Fairies and giants. Which I was like. It's like um, in American Gods, like the new gaming book, What's the? there's a character that's a leprechaun. I don't know why that's he's just suddenly... As well. But it's like he's taller Imagine. than an average man and then somebody's like, are you not supposed to be a lot smaller because you're a leprechaun? And he said, oh no, I used to be a lot bigger when people believed. Oh. And I always thought I don't really know what that means, and for some reason it just popped back in my head as you were saying yeah. that. So you get smart. If you don't, it's like when fairies die. If you don't believe them, every time someone says, "I," in fairies, and one of them dies, and you can't say that sentence. Don't don't say that sentence because another one will die. <laughs> <laughs> just don't say it. No fairy murder, please. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, if we stop believing, they're just gonna get smaller and smaller. And it's like that in American gods because the old gods need worshippers. Yeah, to keep them, like, alive. Yeah, and they're competing against the new gods, like media and greed. World, Mr. World is basically, like, corporate greed, isn't he? Yeah. Or, and then there's technology, Technoboy. Mm, that's that's all getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, because be, more people sure. worship, like, technology and media than they do, like, Zeus. <laughs> or, yeah, or, or anything real, yeah. Well, Which, funny. I mean, must be true. There's definitely more, like, teenagers that want to be a, like, Social influence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the old gods in um, American gods, Vulcan, he managed to get loads of worshippers by um, forging bullets. So people in America love their guns. So every time they shot one of his bullets, they were basically worshipping him. So that was quite clever. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're talking about Weaver. That's the most thing we talk about ancient gods and Weaver. Then you you'd have like Zeus. Um, four who creates thunder, and then there's lightning bolt. I don't know about wind and rain, but I'm sure there's loads of them anyway. But <laughs> oh, uh, I'll I'll just go on. Well, since Yasmin was talking about Ireland and what I was looking at has links to Ireland as well. I was going to look at well, I'm looking at the whole earth because we're looking at the landscapes as well as weather phenomenon. I think all three of us looked at. Landscape I think I did land as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we can always come back to weird weather another time. Yeah. The, there's stories, myths, legends told about underground cities and subterranean civilizations spread through a vast network of interconnected tunnels across the planet. Western, I think, well, ancient Greek believed in Hades and that was all underground. And that's where the dead went and Christian, Christian mythology or belief, they believe that hell is underground, I suppose, in the earth, don't they? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's always kind of confused me, the whole 
heavens well, it's part of actual earth rather than yeah like heavens out with our reality but it's also above us and hell's out with mm. our reality but it's also below us it's yeah so what if you dug far enough you'd get to hell well yeah there's definitely yeah, actually it's i think it started with is it is it virgin what's his dante's inferno where there's okay. levels of hell that you go through underground mm. But the whole Earth theory states that the Earth is a whole planet with ancient entrances to the subterranean world scattered throughout it, including near both polar caps. So they think that there's so there's a theory that this guy, this guy in America, came up with that to enter into the whole Earth, you enter through either the top of the North Pole, there's like a big cavern there, big hole, or the opposite ends of the pole, the, the South Pole. And he even tried to get the American government to fund an expedition so that they could go find this hole. But obviously it's not there. That sounds like, uh, was that a film, Journey to the the Centre of the Earth, where he went in. Uh They they drilled a big hole into the earth and went straight down the middle. And then they they entered this world world where there was a sun and there was just like dinosaurs or yeah it all it's like really beautiful like if you're like oasis or something yeah and and most recently the hollow earth thing was in the hollow earth theory was in kong king kong godzilla versus kong yeah because they went through a cave and then went somehow the gravity of polar gravity went upside down and everyone was all opposite and then there was a whole earth underneath earth you know what i mean where all these big giant creatures lived that's where kong originated from and his family mm, i didn't know that and it looked awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i watched that and thought well that's bullshit but okay <laughs> fair enough <laughs> i wish it was true now what i found quite interesting was that the theory was supported uh, by scientists such as Edmund Halley. Have you heard of Halley? Like the no. comet guy? Yeah, the comet guy. So the guy that discovered him, Halley's Comet, had this theory where the Earth, because of the magnetic, I don't know, understand science, some sort of magnetic theory. Oh, here it is, right. So Edmund Halley, who was born in 1656 and died in 1742, was an English scientist who studied the comet that bears his name, he may have been the first to develop a scientific hypothesis about the hollow earth. After a series of observations of the earth's magnetic field, Halley concluded that the anomalies observed could only be explained if the earth was composed of two spheres, an external solid one, the one that we live in, and an internal hollow one, each with its own magnetic axis. Um, so he <laughs> felt that like, there was loads of different shells, like, you know, like, like an um, everlasting gobstopper or something, I don't know. Yeah. And in between those shells was an atmosphere and the world until okay. you got core. But then is the Earth not made out of different... Like layers anyway? Yeah, is it not yeah, like different not... layers of circles? Yeah, but it's solid. I don't think there's there's not any... Gaps there's, like lava, there's lava bits, isn't there? I mean, like, technically it's... no one's ever drilled all the way through the Earth to the other side. Fair so, point. The, the the deepest they've managed to bore a hole was seven miles. Do you know, actually, there's there is something I should have done this actually. Like my sister was talking this the other day, where it's somewhere like near like Uzbekistan or kind of like that kind of side of the world, where they were like drilling for oil, and they started drilling, 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 and then instead of hitting oil, they hit gas, and it's like a massive, massive crater, and it's basically to get rid of the gas because like all the animals were dying so as gas is coming out they they lit it on fire thinking oh that'll just burn out the gas and we'll be able to keep going and find the oil but it's been burning for like years and years and years and years well that's like that town that's like yeah, yeah. Town, uh-huh. yeah. Like, but this is like you can go visit this and it's burning on top though so you can go see it like it's a massive burning crater and, and it's it's insane it's absolutely mad they not stop that no no, they can't. Well, they thought if they burn it, you know, eventually the gas will finish, so stop burning. But it's it's not stopped. I don't remember how long it's. So it's been burning for forty years. It's in Kazakhstan. That's where it is. And it literally looks like like hell. It, it it they call it the gates of hell. But it it does look like what you would imagine hell looking like. It looks terrifying. And people go visit it. Well, there was a guy called this American guy that I was talking about. He was called uh, John C. Symes, and he was. 
a scientist from the early 1800s to he died just before he was able to get his money to go in the 19th century in 1818 John Cleve Symes Jr suggested the possibility of a hollow earth just like Sir Halley with a hollow shell as deep as 1300 kilometers Symes became the most influential early supporter of the theory although Symes never wrote a book his ardent supporters and archer believers of this theory offered many yeah so he was supposedly looking at getting an expedition to the Arctic but they did they did look at the Arctic but instead of finding a hole they just discovered more of the land of the Antarctic and stuff so there's myths of the hollow earth like going back to ancient times but speaking of the Irish Irish link in County Down Northern Ireland a supernatural race known as the Tufa Danan in Irish mythology came to Earth to introduce Druidism. So the Druids supposedly came from a hollow earth place. Class of religious people, leaders who prophesied and serve high-ranking people. They told them about this and then they fucked off back inside the earth where they came from. (laughs) (laughs) In Mexican folklore, it indicates the existence of a cave in the mountain five miles south of Ojinaga and that Mexico is possessed by devilish creatures who came from inside the earth. In Russian folklore, Samoyeds, an ancient tribe, is believed to have travelled to a cave city to live inside the earth. And then that, that mentions Dante what? about the, you know, the Dante's Inferno that depicts the hollow earth caused by the fall of Lucifer from heaven, which dug a funnel. Wait, what are they called? S- they called the Samoyeds. Yeah, were you also like five children in it? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, was that not Samoyeds? Three. Yeah, like, it was called the Samoyeds. What are you talking about? It was like Even that thing program oh, when we were kids and it was like this little like no. gremlin looking thing you lived under the sand and when they dug them out then they get a wish and the wish always goes horribly wrong every time. No, so. I've never heard of that. Oh my God. I, like they've actually made like a new version of it as well. Oh. And I don't want to watch it because I don't want to ruin like my childhood memories but I still yeah. love that program. Yeah. So he came from underneath the ground or they dug him out of the sand? Yeah, he, like, came from under the sand, but it was, uh, this makes no sense, because were they not, like, posh English children in England, but... Yeah, but they were, like, down. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they don't explain where he really comes from, he just happens to be there, and he's, like, thousands of years old, and he's, like, sleeping in the sand. The elders of the Hopi people, an ancient American tribe, believe there is an entrance in the Grand Canyon that leads to the underground, all right? Brazilian Indians residing alongside the Parmia River in Brazil believe their ancestors are from the underground and many of them are still there. There's weird things about this as well, about how Hitler believed in the hollow earth. <laughs> Why does Hitler always ask Hitler, not known for believing crazy things. Well, we had a deal with the, um, the people who lived underground <laughs> and then instead of Obviously. themselves in the bunker, all the Nazis that weren't caught made a deal with us underground people and, you know, lived there with all the aliens. Now, you know that I believe everything normally. (laughs) (laughs) Just as a rule, I believe everything. I feel like I'm not really sold on this one. And the reason is that I feel like it's really easily explainable that there are theories from all over the earth, because it's just like if you looked for theories that there was something in the sky from all over the earth, like... Yeah, it just makes sense that all ancient cultures had theories about things that lived in underground caves or underneath the mud or underneath the sand or underneath the whatever, because it's just like an unexplored part of your world. Well, although at the same time, I do take your earlier point that nobody's ever dug down that far into the earth, so we have no idea. Well, modern science holds that the earth is an unbroken series of layers, crusts and liquid magma surrounding a dense hot core made primarily of iron and nickel, which is... Well, I believe, but I would like to think that yeah. I do really want to believe that there are as a hollow earth under there, and I can go hang out with giant people. Because um, there was another theory that um, that oh, it's not layers; it is just a giant hollow part of the earth that has its own sun, and it keeps everyone warm. And um, but not, you know, it doesn't burn them or whatever. It just keeps the light going. And so, like, they're the other way around from us. What? If that makes sense. So, like where our feet would be their feet would be but like the other way so they like yeah. <laughs> i don't know how to explain well, this that's the way in, like, the Kong, maybe everything's all flipped 
Yes. These people who live in this place, they live in such, like, they're so much healthier. And because they're healthier, everything's a lot bigger. So, like, the people who live in the underground hollow earth are all 15 feet tall. And therefore, all the animals are a lot bigger as well. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's where the giant um, theory comes from. Because they came out from the hollow earth. And to Mm. us, they were fucking giant bastards. But to them, that was just their normal size. Does that mean you could get guinea pigs the size of a dog? Yeah. Well, then I'm back on board. (laughs) Back on board. <laughs> I don't think the Nazis were allowed to like go hang out with them though. Um, I feel like you wouldn't allow that. No, I don't want Nazis anywhere near the giant yeah. There's a guy that said believers who are fighting valiantly to validate their idea through books, website meetings, and some extremely ambitious travel plans. Right. Uh, there's a guy called Rodney Clough who's an author of the world top secret art earth is hollow uh, oh. as is in, like in capital letters he says my conception of the hollow earth based on my research whatever that is <laughs> is that the shell of the earth is about 800 miles thick from the outside to the inner surface he even went further in our phone conversation he said half the planet is taken up by surface weight then there's empty space and then something else Suspended in the centre of that hollow is an interior sun that is divided by day and night sides. He says the other part of the hollow earth theory is that near the north and south pole are substantial openings that lead into the interior. Hmm. I'm back off again. You hmm. can't have a day and a night side of the sun. That makes no sense. Well, I don't, I don't get it. A tiny sun in the middle of yeah, the earth. That makes no sense. Yeah, it's all got a night side. Like, I don't have an issue believing that there's hollow pockets or something hollow in the middle right but the the sun in there like there could be other creatures that are creatures so they don't really need a sun but the core of the earth is a big giant like burning ball thing yeah i suppose effectively the core of the earth kind of is like a sun isn't it yeah it's like a big nuclear I don't know if it's nuclear, but it is fucking like roast. It's really no, hot. dead hot. Dead hot. Yeah, it's pure hot. <laughs> it's pure hot. The view of the hollow earth is accompanied with the theory of a small sun hanged in the very centre, creating a lush, livable environment on the flip side of the earth's surface. According to a number of hollow earth websites, this vision was developed among famous mathematicians and scientists, such as Leon, Leon Hard Uller in the 18th century and Sir John Leslie. John Leslie. No, no, <laughs> so they made John Leslie a sir. <laughs> <laughs> not, For people probably don't know who we're referring to. He's like a supposed rapist, ex-children's TV presenter. Yeah. Was he a pedo? Or was he... No, I don't know. No, he was just, a, just a regular one. Do you yeah. think he was a... He I mean, wasn't. I don't know him personally, but I don't think he was a people. <laughs> he yeah. wasn't convicted. He wasn't found guilty, so... But did she not say that it wasn't him? Like the woman who had made the rape accusations, was it not like that people then decided that she must mean him? I don't know. She said she was dancing with him in a club and he put his hands down her pants or something. I mean, that is not all right. Oh, well, that's if it's true. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um. I thought she'd said, this has nothing to do with Hollow Earth, but I thought she'd said, was it not like she'd said she was dancing in a club and a popular like BBC presenter put his hands down her pants and then everyone was like, well, clearly that's John Leslie. Uh, yeah, but people also assumed that it was John Leslie that raped um, Ulrika. Was it Ulrika? Yeah. But no one actually had any evidence to say that it was him, but someone leaked or implied that it was him. Yeah, again, when she was asked, did she not say that it wasn't him, but she didn't want to discuss who it was? Anyway, Paul Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I that Hitler believed in a lot of shit. I mean, Hitler was also vegetarian. That doesn't mean that vegetarianism is a bad thing. (laughs) 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 Why is it? It said the hollow earth is filled with giants, Germans and a little sun. But it says that in the headline of this, but then it doesn't really go on to talk about why there's Germans there. It's on holiday. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't want the Germans to be. I'm fine with like 
the Germans being there. I'm not all right with Nazis being there, but the oh, Germans sorry. being there. Yeah, there was an assumption that they were Nazis. So. <laughs> ah, here we go. Modern belief in the hollow air theory can be a bit hard to pin down, encompassing such desperate subjects as the Northern Lights. See, there was a theory that the, the Northern Lights are the Aura Borealis. I can't say it. Um, Aurora Borealis. Yeah, the, it's a, a light emitting from like caverns of the hollow air. The, the largest proponents of the theory seem to be singular thinkers like Clough, who often have their own spin on the hypothesis or hold up what they consider to be the true evidence, despite the variations. A few themes do seem to be common among hollow earth troopers. Again, where's the Germans in this? So I thought I'd found it and now it's gone. <laughs> Among most believers, the inside of the hollow earth is a lush tropical paradise that very lightly houses an advanced race of humans, aliens and giants. In most scenarios, the inhabitants are the descendants of ancient races such as Lemurians or, in Clough's view, the Lost Ten Tribes of Israel, guided there through the North Polar opening by God himself. No matter where they come from, they are generally characterised as peace-loving and advanced far beyond our own. They have flying saucer technology. They live lives of perfect health for hundreds of years. Their science is much more advanced because they live much longer lives. The perfect climate believed to exist in the hollow earth is said to produce animals and people that are larger and far more healthy than those on the surface. It has a perfect temperature. God made the inner sun so that it provides heat during the night and a little bit less at night. Trees grow up to a thousand feet tall. Humans even grow up to be 15 feet tall. Because of the ideal conditions, animal life grows really large also. The inner world is sometimes called or associated with Agartha, a legendary city at the Earth's core, often tied to Eastern mysticism. So there's a lot of, um, like in Tibetan culture, they, they believe that there is a hollow earth as well. Okay. There's also a weird theory about um, a concave hollow earth, sky centrism. The hypothesis says that we're inside the weird right, right now, we're inside a hollow world. And it stands to reason that there are additional hollow worlds within our own. By using specialised equipment, they believe they can prove this idea by studying coastlines around the world. I, sorry, in what way are we in a hollow earth? Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, understand. Like, I can see space. I have window. The universe is concave, but that doesn't necessarily consider to mean we're, we're in an inner earth. The takeaways that complex concepts of our world aren't always easy to express with words. So it, it's basically... It's basically, it's a, I find it really hard to explain because I'm not a scientist, but what they're, I think what they're saying is that we're inside a sort of concave, hollow Earth. And when we see the sky in the universe, that's inside the Earth also. So the universe is within the Earth itself. And the land that we live in and the sea in that is actually underground. Okay. <laughs> so we're the ones that are underground, not. Them. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we go out into space, we're not in space, we're actually just going outside of the hollow earth part. Well, no, that's, what? again, I'm wrong, 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 wrong with all theories we discuss on this, but that's just silly. I'm more convinced that Yaz is right and a wee giant was trying to fight a big giant <laughs> than that we are in a really big hollowed out earth. No. <laughs> no, thank you. There's three openings leading from the Earth's outer surface to the inner surface. Two are near the poles, while one's in the Himalayan mountains. Um, for hollow earthers, there is no true north or south pole. In their place are polar openings that lead into inner earth. Um, anyone en route to a polar opening is eventually stopped by outer earth guardsmen. <laughs> if a person's able to get to one of the entrances, there's guards there that will, like bouncers basically, that will prevent their entrance, presumably by asking them, have they, like, to not wear trainers or something, <laughs> how much have they had to drink? Yeah. However, in some cases, the guards slip up or the civilizations within the earth deem a person worthy for entrance. In some cases, people stay for quite a while. One popular whole earth document tells of an unnamed man who lived for a year with the giants of the inner earth. That man wrote about the experience, although his account mainly focuses on the size of the giants. He oh. said, my, my gigantic friend brought me home to his family, and I was completely dismayed to see the huge size of all the objects in his home and the size of his cock. He writes, <laughs> the dinner <laughs> was colossal. What? 
A plate was put before me and filled with the portion of food so big it would have fed me abundantly an entire week. The giant offered me a cluster of grapes, and each grape was as big as one of our peaches. We get it, giants are big. <laughs> <laughs> Just sounds bizarre, really. I think these people are deranged, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, apparently some people have even moved to the inner air. Oh, really? Obviously. like. Oh, that is- <laughs> right, so this is a German thing. Okay, so... The first known expedition was in 1943 when a German sailor named Carl Unger allegedly took a U-boat into the Earth's hollow core. There he met an advanced civilization on Rainbow Island. And uh, after Unger, there was Admiral Richard Byrd, a pioneering American naval officer and aviator, a document purportedly written by Bird tells of a strange trip in which he lost control of his airplane. The craft was guided as if by magic through a mountainous region towards a magnificent city, pulsating with rainbow hues of colour. There he was ostensibly confronted by a member of an alien civilization. We have let you enter here because you are of noble character and well known on the surface world, Admiral, the alien said. Right. So it's getting people, more confusing. <laughs> It also sounds quite gay. Live with them after the war. Rainbow Island and they project rainbow colours into the air. Like, yeah, maybe that's really just a gay yeah, nightclub. Happy. You just got drunk and went to a gay nightclub. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then there's the, the theory that the Hollow Earth is like they live. There's Anu, Anunnaki or reptilians. We've, we've gone over the reptilian race, but I didn't realise that they were supposed to have lived underground and feed on babies or whatever. Uh, There's a lot going on under the earth, apparently. I think. Do you think what's more nuts, the flat Earth theory or the hollow Earth theory? My God, <laughs> like, uh, the flat the Earth flat theory one. is more nuts, but yeah. the theory that we are inside a hollow Earth is more nuts than the flat Earth theory. The concave thing. Yeah, that's the that's that's the nutsest of all. <laughs> Yeah, the deepest hole drilled today is the Kola Super Deep Borehole. That sounds awesome. With a true vertical drill depth of more than 7.5 miles. However, the distance to the centre of the Earth is nearly 4,000 miles. See, that blew my mind because, well, then there, there might be, who, who knows, there might be some sort of bubble underneath the Earth that no one knows about. Yeah, yeah I feel like there's more chance of that, that there's something being inside there. That it being flat. Yeah, there's more chance of that than the I've earth being over, flat because yes. we know the earth's not flat. Exactly. <laughs> I've won her over. Oh god. <laughs> ah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, there's loads of different theories about the hollow earth. I think it just went a bit mental during the 16th, 18th centuries, and then before that, it was all like just myths and hypotheses and stuff. Like, for, for instance, according to the ancient Greeks, there were caverns under the surface at which were entrances leading to the underworld, some of which are caverns. I mean, it would make sense. I mean, we went into the, what was it, the most amazing place in Torquay? The yes, and that, cavern. to be fair, was a pretty amazing place. Yeah, and I suppose if you come across something like that, you'd think, well, maybe there is some sort of weird undergrounds civilization or they might come from deep within these caverns yeah if you're not sure where these ca- how these caverns were formed you'd think well it must lead somewhere weird yeah in celtic mythology there's a legend of a cave called cruachan also known as ireland's gate to hell a mythical <laughs> ancient cave from which according to legend strange creatures would emerge and be seen on the surface of the earth maybe like dragons who knows there are also stories of medieval knights. Oh shit! Yeah, medieval knights and, and saints who went. I forgot how scared you are of medieval knights. Go down a cave. <laughs> located in Station Island, County Donegal, in Ireland, where they made journeys inside the earth into a place of purgatory. In County Down, Northern Ireland, there is a myth which says tunnels lead to the land of the subterranean Tufa de Danan, a group of people who are believed to have introduced Druidism to Ireland and then went back underground. In Hindu mythology, the underworld is referred to as Patala in the Bengali version of the Hindu epic Ramayana. It has been depicted how Rama, who's one of my favourite, what are they call Avatars, 
and yeah. Latmana was taken by the king of the underworld, Ahiravan, brother of the demon king Ravana. Later on, they were rescued by Hanuman, that's the monkey god. The um, Angami Naga tribes of India claimed that their ancestors emerged in ancient times from a subterranean island inside the earth. The Taino from Cuba believed their ancestors emerged from ancient times from two caves and a mountain underground. Well, a lot of humans lived in caves, so I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean there's a whole earth, but... No, it just means that we all had ancestors that lived in caves. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, in, in the Middle Ages, natives of the Toribund Islands, I have no idea where that is, believe that they're, maybe it's somewhere in Mexico, I don't know, that their ancestors had come from a subterranean land for a cavern hold called Opbukula. Mexican folklore also tells of a cave and a mountain that I've, I've told you about that, but it was possessed by devilish creatures who came from inside the earth. In the Middle Ages, an ancient German myth held that some mountains located between Eisenach and Gotha hold a portal to the inner earth. A Russian legend, there's Samoyeds. Is that that thing you were talking about? Yeah. An ancient Siberian tribe travelled to a cavern city to live inside the earth. So these are all the, the stories in the past about, you know, hollow earth theory. I'm liking this theory. I'm starting to like, starting to grow on me. I wish it was real because I would really love to just go visit it. And if you can live for 100 years and grow 15 feet tall, all the better. And big guinea pigs. Don't forget the big guinea pigs. Yeah, well, I would hate that, Mark, because guinea pigs annoy the fuck out of me. And small <laughs> ones are bad enough with their squeaking. Never mind a dog-sized one. Imagine the nightmare that, that would be. No. That sounds pretty horrific. <laughs> I would uh, never be unhappy again if I could spend time with a dog-sized guinea pig. That's a whole earth. I wish it was real. Pretty cool. I'd like to journey down to the centre of the earth. Then, you know what, it sounds like some sort of utopia, but what would really disappoint me is if we went to the hollow earth and it was just the same as here, where they have all this bullshit politics and people Mm. (laughs) and wars. But it sounds to me like it's some sort of paradise, and if that's where the druids are, I'd rather be there. Sounds fun. Shall I tell you about a place that is real? Yes, please. How do we know that? It's actually real. We can go look at it. Also, in Labyrinth, is that in the Hall of Earth? Because he said he's going underground. That would match. That that makes sense. Mm. Actually, that fits. The Goblin King's under there. I'm definitely going to be there. I want to go meet the Goblin King. So I'm looking at Gaiola, which is an island 94 feet off the coast of Naples, so it's quite easy for us to all go and see. Cause, I've like, been there. Naples? Yeah. Did you look out to sea and see the island of No, Gaola? I didn't know it was there, so... Gaola, no. sorry, Gaola. Um, so the reason I decided to do it is because it's really, really beautiful, which I suppose kind of makes it weird in, like, an otherworldly way, and it's also, supposedly, the myth is, like, weirdly dangerous, so it's actually two little tiny islands that are connected by a small stone bridge, okay. which from off the island looks kind of like it's just jammed halfway between two cliffs. Like the way you would view it from the land, it just it, it's just weird looking. It like looks really pretty, but it looks like there's just this bridge. I don't know how to describe it in a way that makes sense. It's like the, the islands are tall. So there's a lot of like rock face that you'd have to climb up to get onto them. And then there's all this lush vegetation on the top. And there's a bit on either side that dips, but you can't see it from the land. And that's where the bridge connects. So it just kind of looks like these two sort of stone pillars with a bridge randomly in the middle of them that doesn't seem to go anywhere. What's it called again, Mark? I'll Google it and see if I get a picture. Uh, Gaiola. G-A-I-O-L-A. Island. Okay. Yeah. So the sea that surrounds Ooh. the two islands is so beautiful that it's recently been made a protected area of natural beauty. It's so small. Yeah, it's toty. <laughs> and then the islands themselves, as I just said, although they're like quite rocky and you'd have to climb to get onto them, they're really beautiful. They're covered in like fancy, fancy flowers. They're covered in fancy flowers. They're covered in beautiful flowers and green vegetation. And there's a huge temple on one of the bits of the island to the goddess yeah, Venus. Like on one of them. Yeah, so it's like this massive ornate temple and it's really, really beautiful inside. But that's where the problem lies, because for some reason Venus is clearly pissed off 
with us, oh. humanity as a whole, possibly because we don't worship her anymore. So <laughs> the so legend is basically that if you go on to the islands to view them and to view the beauty, which is only really possible to do, well, unless you can find an aerial photograph, but to actually view it properly, you have to go into the island. And to do that's to court disaster. How do you actually get up to the uh, other stairs? Okay. Yeah, so you have to get you, <laughs> date, you have to sail out to the inside of the two bits of the island where the bridge is, and there's stairs that go up from sea level up to the bridge, and then you can kind of go up on the bridge, and that can take you up to. I don't know how to cross that bridge, Mark, because that looks really fucking dangerous. Like there's no, there's not. Yeah, it doesn't look very safe. There's no banister or anything. Yeah, gust of wind you'd be for. Yeah, gust of wind would blow you right off it, wouldn't it? I'll tell you about some of the visits to the island and that'll back up here. It's not safe because, yeah, you basically, well, legend (laughs) has it, if we went there, we would definitely die. So the last person to tend the temple of Venus was a hermit who was known as Il Maggio, which translates to the wizard. I thought it translated to the magic, but apparently I'm wrong, <laughs> which translates to the wizard. And the wizard lived in total isolation on the island, other than occasional visits from local fishermen. Mm-hmm. In 1801, El Maggio disappeared without a trace. Possibly he might have fallen off the bridge, as you said, Leslie. Yeah. And ever since then, the island's temple has been unattended. There's been he was basically the last devotee of Venus to live there. And people believe that the island then became cursed, so there was nobody venerating Venus anymore. Therefore really get someone to live there and worship Venus. I get your point. You could do that now, but I suppose at first when this happened, because nobody he died, nobody went to live on it, and it wasn't until people started going back onto it that I want to say that the trouble started. That sounds like I'm like 97. That was when the trouble started, Leslie. (laughs) So few locals set foot on the island after Omaggio's death, as those who did supposedly either died or had great misfortune fall upon their families. So there's no documented evidence of this, but legend has it that after he died, no one was tending the temple. Anyone who was going on the island, either they were coming back to shore and finding out something awful had happened to a family member, or they weren't coming back to shore because they were dead. Oh. Supposedly. (laughs) It looks so nice. Like, I want to swim around it. I know, it's so beautiful. So then, in the late 1800s, uh, a man called Luigi De Negri... Luigi De Negri. Luigi De Negri. Uh, he was an extremely wealthy businessman and he didn't believe in curses, so he was interested in islands. People were wondering about the curse. Luigi was like, oh, I don't believe in curses. So Luigi bought the island, which confused me because I didn't know you could just like show up you and buy islands, buy but yeah, apparently so. So yeah, Luigi bought the island so. and he built a luxurious villa on the other island, the other bit of the island that didn't have the temple on it. And within weeks of moving to the island, Luigi lost all of his money. <laughs> and he was unable to finish, like, to complete the building of the uh, mansion. But he had to live in the bit that he built because he ran out of all money. So he stayed on the island for the rest of his life. But he basically sailed back and forward in a wee dinghy to the mainland to get, like, what food he could scrape money together to afford. And he died a pauper in his villa, which was crumbling round about him by the time he died. So how the fuck did he lose all his money? And it was like a bad trading deal? Bad investments, but people on the mainland thought it was because Venus didn't like that he was living there and he wasn't tending to her temple. He was building his own villa instead. Fair enough. I would be the same. So nobody took up residence in the island after Luigi's death until 1911, when decorated naval captain would say his name wrong, Gaspar Albenja okay. put an offer up to buy the island. I how much it was. The first time, so he put an offer to buy it and he'd seen like um, paintings of it and sketches of it, but he'd never actually been there. He'd put the offer up and the first time that he sailed out to the islands to have a proper look at it, after he put the offer down, he crashed his boat just <laughs> next to the island and he drowned. Oh, oh God. That's brutal. Then there's lots of other like. (laughs) Sorry, Leslie. Do you think that would put other potential buyers off? It didn't. 
so there was lots of other like the sort of low-key madness around about it so basically like we've got years and years of people going to buy it and then like people buy it and then have heart attacks or people go to view it and then shortly afterwards commit suicide and things like that so there's a couple of different stories like that which are explainable because it's like the person was already suffering from depression or the person mm-hmm. already had a heart condition and so on but it's still a bit weird yeah. and then the next one that sort of stood out to me is another owner of the island sorry another pair of owners of the island were a wealthy german couple the bronze so after their first visit to the island mr Braun was within days no but that was also my first thought when i started reading about them although i'm saying no i mean they were a i mean i suppose brown means brown doesn't it so i mean it's probably quite a common name yeah yeah mr white or whatever (laughs) so So they bought the island again they bought it kind of sight unseen as you do with islands and after his first visit to it, Mr. Braun was, within a couple of days, found dead and wrapped in an Italian rug in his home in Germany. So basically his wife came home and he was dead, wrapped up in a rug, as you an are. An Italian one as well? An That's Italian one. <laughs> so Mrs. He Brown... Sorry, Mrs. I just called her Mrs. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Frau Braun. <laughs> Mrs. Brown. She is Mrs. Brown was then swept out to sea by a freak tidal wave a couple of weeks later. Oh, my God. And then, again, I was continuing to look at, like, stories of the owners. So, again, it's all further madness. Like, some of them die of old age, but it's weird. There's just people dying, and it's weird, and it's weird, and it's weird. And then people bought the island but decided not to live on it. And what they did was they installed cable cars so that people could ride from the mainland out to the island so they could get a better view of the, like, beautiful seas and beautiful plants and the ruined temple and so on. So the cable cars were built and set up and they started selling tickets for people to ride on them, but they were shut down forever within a couple of days because one of the first visitors to the island banished completely. So basically they they banished. Yeah, so the cable car like was had all the safety checks, it was going over to the island, (laughs) closed the doors and the lady was in it, and then it arrived at the island and they unlocked the doors and there was no lady in it. What the fuck? Oh my god, that's insane. That's actually So then after this all happened, so obviously that company then, like, didn't want the island anymore. They were no longer using it. They'd built the cable cars, but they weren't doing anything with it. The head of Fiat then bought the villa of, um, what's his name, Luigi De Negri. So he bought this crumbling villa, and he decided that he was going to buy, he just bought the villa. He didn't buy the island as a whole, but he was going to use, like, that basically half, if you want, of the island, that small little bit and sort of have that as his own luxury home and he was going to finish all the works on the villa and while visiting the villa to plan his works his son committed suicide on the day that he went to visit the villa and then he traveled back to the mainland obviously to go back and organize stuff for his son's funeral and so on and on arriving back in the mainland he found out that his nephew had died suddenly he'd been rushed to hospital and died suddenly and he was he never moved to the island but he was the fine or the last owner of the island they they've never sold it on his family since then he still owns it he still owns that villa but no he's never lived in it he's never lived in it that's crazy it's a bit like the ring you know if you pass it if the island's passed on to someone else then they're cursed and they'll die in a certain someone and around them will die in a certain it's like yeah i believe this island's cursed now (laughs) i believe it Sadly, we can't go there, even though it's really beautiful. Oh. There's pictures of people walking over the bridge and stuff. I know, there is, like tourists and stuff. And people swimming about it. Well, they're all dead now. They're all dead. <laughs> 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 can't see that. Every one of them's dead. Sorry. Part of me wants to go there, though, to prove that it's... That's not cursed. I yeah. do agree with you, though, Leslie, and what you were saying, that, like, all the stuff about people visiting it and dying, there isn't any documented evidence of, no. but... Everyone who's owned it seems to die. Yeah. Well, we if, own it, we just visit. What if you like say a wee prayer to Venus or something before you go? Think you'd be all right then? Maybe, or maybe she'd be like too little, too late, bitch, and throw you off the bed. <laughs> but if you if you buy the islands and then reopen the Temple of Venus and have someone live there to worship her, would that lift the curse, or or was it this? original guy the magic man that maybe put maybe he cursed the place 
Maybe it's not Stu Yeah, maybe. He's called Magic after all. Technically, he's called the Wizard, but, but I also thought he was called well, Magic. Wizards can curse people or things. That's true. It is written. It is known. <laughs> <laughs> it is a scientific fact. It is. So yeah, that's that's the end of mine because again, nobody owns it now. So, well, not nobody oh. owns it now, but nobody else has bought it. How how long is it? It doesn't even look like a natural island. It looks it looks man-made. Yeah, it kind of looks like there used to be an island there and somebody's come along with a big chisel and like chiseled that island out of the island that was there. Yeah, and carved that wee bridge. It's bizarre. Yeah. I never knew that was there. And I've been to Naples, but then I only went into the airport and then went on to Sereno, so fair enough. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you didn't go there then. <laughs> yeah, and you could have been the woman that evaporated in the cable car. Yeah. So that That's fucking weird. Like, I, how is there no explanation for that? That... Did he not conduct an investigation to find out why she just vanished? The most people think that she must have fallen out the cable car into the sea and that the cable car somehow locked again. But even that's weird. Like even if that is what happened, is like that's still weird that the cable car was locked. She managed to get it open. She tumbled out and then it closed itself and locked itself again. Yeah, that is bizarre. Maybe she went up into the down into the hollow earth. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Oh, I find it interesting that most of the earth is covered in water, like the surface, mm-hmm. the ocean, and there's not actually a lot of land oh. about. Maybe the maybe the ancient sense this like Middle Earth, but is like Middle Earth ocean. I Middle Earth is like that's maybe like that's in the ocean. Triangle as in. Oh uh-huh. yeah, maybe that's actually how you get in. And people take it back out again. I'm adding it's it like, under the sea to our list. Mm. Under the sea. Under the sea. We've done lost at sea though. Yeah, remember, that, that was like on the on the surface of the sea, not under the sea. Yeah, remember I talked about <laughs> how the Christians also believed that what was above, so was below the ocean. So there was like sea bishops. And I'll sea never group. forget the sea bishops. <laughs> <laughs> I always imagine the sea bishops as sea horses for some reason, because they <laughs> have like, crooks that look like themselves. You know, because crook, crooks, because bishops' crook looks like a seahorse. No. I was so shocked to drop my glass at that revelation. <laughs> and I can imagine a seahorse wearing robes and a big bishop's hat. Is it the, like something in Little Mermaid? Like well, start, yeah, I'm just supposed to. Ariel. <laughs> See, when you've got the wee song at the start of Little Mermaid and they're introducing Ariel. It's Does all, she have it's all like her carriage or is it seahorses? I can't remember. I can't remember, but they both sound legit. Yeah, I can't remember either. Oh. That's why for those people that got turned into like seaweed people or something. These sexy urchins with Ursula, because she, she like they don't fold their into the bargain. She tricks them and turns them into urchins. Well, that's their fault for you know exactly. not reading the small print. Exactly. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah. That's all really interesting. Nazis underground. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yay. You left for hundreds of years. Does that imply that, you know, Hitler and the Nazis were the rainbow people? And <laughs> no, no, the rainbow and people. They're, and they're now, unless it was like a trick and they said, right, come on into the, you know, the, the rainbow people. But actually it was to fucking torture them for a long time for being bad. That's okay with that. Yeah, I like the sound of that. And it was like a big gay disco down there. Oh, oh Hitler would love. <laughs> I think Hitler would like gay disco. I don't think he would. No, I don't think he'd be into it. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man, honestly. Oh. Getting flashbacks of, um, what's that, that played the, the Book of Mormon? Oh, yeah. With the Mad Jeans that are in that. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was about oh. being a girl because he was so guilty. I yeah. can't remember what he was guilty about. Was it because he had impure thoughts about the... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah cause it was like the turn it off. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the bad thoughts, <laughs> turn them off. Yep, just turn them off. <laughs> switch off your gay thoughts like a light bulb. Oh, okay. I know, Mark, you just need to switch it off. Switch it off. <laughs> I don't want to, but <laughs> thanks for telling me how I can. That's all you have to do. It's like... Fix the, the new episode, the 25th season of South Park's coming on soon, and I'm really, really excited. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of funny that they were doing like to promote it. They had like um a, an orchestra and like people, like professional singers and that, and an orchestra. 
singing the gay fish song from Kanye West episode, <laughs> and also Kel's mum's a bitch. And these are all like black people, which is even funnier because they're singing about Kanye being a big mm. gay fish. Yeah, it's a gay fish. What are we what are we looking at next what week? What we do next week. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing next week? Um, um, whose turn is it to pick a number? I don't know. Uh, I'll go. Okay. Pick a number between one and seventeen. Number eleven. Number eleven. Uh, eleven. Right, hold on until I find it because none of these are in any order anymore. <laughs> oh, the New England Vampire Panic. Oh. Okay. That I can't fun. remember that at all, but I don't. All right. But that sounds cool. I can't remember why it came up, but I know it's because I said it's like the New England Vampire Panic, and then you said, Leslie, I don't know what that is, and I all said, right. How do you not know what that is? you of all people would know what that is and then no. you said add it to the list so there we go now we're doing it okay sure. let's do that then the new england vampire panic yay cool that looks thank cool. you for listening next week we are doing new england vampire panic we've said that several times now <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.